Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. This week we're going to be addressing a couple of subjects that we get a lot of input about, a lot of questions about this. One is open play. Uh, and so we thought we would take some of the questions that we get about open play and create a, an episode for you to give you some ideas as to how you can get the most out of your open play experience. And then in the riff, we're going to talk about how to maintain focus and close out those games. We got a question from a podcast listener, a friend of the podcast, uh, asked the question about uh, how to deal with it when you're you know up big in a game like nine two or nine three in a in a rec game, and then maybe lose your focus. Next thing you know, you're tapping battles at nine eleven or uh, or ten twelve or something like that, where you've lost the game. So we're going to address that in the riff. Stay tuned for the podcast. As a pickleball player, you are no doubt working on your game. But are you also working on your vision? Doesn't it make sense that better vision will lead to better pickleball? Not to mention better night driving. CJ and I rely on the experts at Visual Edge to help us track those balls so we don't ever miss a shot. Now's a great time to try out Visual Edge. You can get their best Black Friday prices at our exclusive We Are Pickleball site. I'll link to it below in the notes. Better vision, better life. All right, so let's talk about the open play i mean open play format is something that every pickleball player out there has has been at we have all played open play and probably still play open play today and the question that you know we get asked some questions about how to sort of deal with open play how to like uh, address partners or potential partners when you're playing that that may not be at the same level and things like that so we're going to get into that but we thought it'd be interesting to look at also look at some ideas for you on how to get the most out of your open play uh, you know, there's only so many hours in the week, and uh, if you want to improve as a pickleball player, it's sometimes difficult to find times to drill and do other activities that I, we we wholly, wholeheartedly recommend that you do. Uh, but we wanted to give you some ideas as to things that you can do during your open play sessions to really get the most out of your open play as part of your uh, improvement uh, plan or improvement journey. So the first thing I wanted to, to give you guys in terms of uh, uh, an idea is critical spectating. Think of critical spectating as, as the the intentional or the uh, the uh, yeah the intentional or deliberate study of a pickleball game and how it's played and what's going on, and so what happens is you know you're out at open play, a lot of times uh, you know some, you, you'll have to wait to play right so your paddle's down you're waiting to get called or there's an odd number of you out of the out of the game in, in a rotation, and so you're standing there and you know get some socialization in get a snack hydrate things like that. Uh, but if you have a few minutes when you're when you're on the side uh, line while you're waiting to play, you're in, this is a, an amazing opportunity for you to improve as a pickleball player. You're basically like in uh, you're like a scientist that's gotten basically dumped. You're basically a scientist standing inside a petri dish of what it is to play pickleball. And I'm not talking about just general pickleball. I'm talking about the actual pickleball that is being played on your courts by the contemporaries who you play with on your court. That's the pickleball you're able to, to watch. So what you want to do is spend some time looking at uh, what it is that's going on on the court. Uh, you know, let's say like, you know, a player that you're watching, you can hone in on things that that player is doing well. And maybe some areas in which you think that player could improve uh, what they're trying to do on the court. What will happen is by by studying the game this way, by, by paying attention to it, uh, you'll actually learn how to see the game better. You'll you'll basically learn the rhythm of a good rally and also the disharmony that can come from a rally uh, that's just played with no intentionality and just doesn't have the flow of what what you would uh, uh, recognize as a 
uh, as a productive or good uh, pickleball rally. So critical watching, uh, you know, not just for entertainment, but critically watching players uh, and figuring out what they're doing well and what they could be doing better is a great way to improve as a pickleball player. And it's something that open play offers to you. Another thing you can do is you can go there and you can basically work on a, give yourself a certain thing you want to work on a certain uh, part of the game you want to work on. So, you know, because what happen when you're playing, when you're playing open play, sometimes you'll get good matches. Sometimes you get matches that are just out of whack, right? That are, now too lopsided and so what you want to do is is in order to maximize the time that you're out on the court in every one of your matches is to pick a thing that you want to work on uh in other words don't worry so much about the score don't worry about the win or the loss worry more about uh you know the uh, the activity that you're trying to or the the skill you're trying to work on an easy example for instance is return to serve let's say you want to hit more consistent deep returns of serve so your focus the entire the entire session is going to be not on your wins and losses and how you did with so and so versus so and so it's going to be on how did i return serve was i returning deep and did i miss a lot of returns of serve and that's a positive metric you can do that'll give you uh, some some ability to improve your game on your game while you're playing at open play all right let's jump into so those are a couple ideas to help you improve yourself as a pickleball player Let's talk about a couple of different uh, challenges that sometimes you'll meet out on the pickleball court. And really what we're talking about here is playing with the challenge, a challenging partner. And there's two types of challenging partners that we wanted to um, address in, in, in trying to help you navigate open play. The first type of challenging partner is the, challenge, is the partner who just d maybe doesn't quite play the game uh, the way that you're hoping to play the game. An example is a player who stays at the baseline right after they return serve. They never make it up to the non-body zone line. Uh, maybe a player who doesn't ever try to slow the game down and you're trying to work on, you know, your resets and slowing the game down. Uh, there's even some players who simply, you know, in, in like open play where there's variety of levels, there's there's the open, there's the player who just simply can't hit the ball. So here's the situation. Three pieces of advice we'll give you when you're in these types of situations where you're playing with a player who may... Uh, not be quite at the level the, of the game that you're used to is one is to focus on something that will help you um, basically try and find an activity that that will help you as opposed to again focusing on tr finding a winning strategy it is likely if you're playing with a player for instance that doesn't ever make it up to the mvz line after return of serve more likely than not you're going to lose that game so trying to win that game is just not going to really uh, be helpful so what you want to do there is find an activity that you can engage in in order to uh, help your game one thing you can do there is to stay at the same position as the player who's not coming forward so if you have a player who stays at the baseline on the return or serve you're simply going to walk back to the baseline with them and and play the rally from there your objective again is not to win the rally it's simply to hit some third shots uh, you know, work on your transitional game, work on your resets and things like that. If your uh, partner looks at you funny and says, why are you back here at the baseline with me? You can simply say, I'm just, I'm going to work wherever you are. So you want to work from back here. I'm happy to stay with you. You want to move up? I will move up with you. So, uh, you know, that way there's not the discomfort that you, you're not really putting them on the spot. So that's one thing that you can do is focus on something that'll help you. Another thing that you can do is if you're playing with someone who is is vastly different in skills level than you so say you know you're a, a comp a very good three five you're solid three five player and you're playing with a two or a two five and that person's having difficulty hitting balls across the net popping them up all the time things like that if you know your opponents um you know i would suggest asking them to make sure they hit you some balls there's different ways to approach this uh you know pre-match pre-game is obviously the easiest if you notice that you know your paddle is lined up with uh two other players of your level and one player that's not at your level maybe chatting with the other two players before the game is called 
uh, to add, make sure that there's no targeting of the weaker player. It's also important not to also not important though to freeze them out. So you kind of want to play the ball basically uh, pretty standard. You know wherever you would normally hit the ball, hit the ball there. And then the last thing is you know try and maintain a healthy perspective. Uh, you know it's 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 expect probably you know not just likely but it's going to be expect an expectation that you're going to lose the game when you're playing with that partner as your partner uh, everyone on the court knows it's going to happen so it shouldn't be upsetting you know when you tap out of the, at 211 or something like that it's basically you know expected and and you're not going to be any less of a player or whatever because that happened are you ready to take your game up a notch or maybe three we designed the we are pickleball success path specifically to help you as a player and as a pickleball athlete join the hundreds of players who cj and i have helped along their journeys to play a more complete and confident pickleball game Join our mailing list and get a front row seat to our December 2021 webinars for free. Reduce pop-ups, improve your serve, and beat the bangers. All with the tips in our webinars. Go to wearepickleball.com and sign up. I'll link to it below. So that's what we recommend that you do. Some suggestions for when you're, when you're called out to the court with a partner uh, who may not be exactly at the level that you're hoping to play with during that session. Now I want to switch gears to the more... Um, perhaps the 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 the, the, the bigger situation, not the bigger situation, but the the potentially more uh, damaging situation, which is when you you run into the not nice player, the whining player, basically the negative energy player. Uh, and here you have a couple of choices. So one situation is where you're playing with the person who just never happy on the court, just complains about everything. You know, the net balls, the wind, the color of someone's shirt, whatever it is. Um, you know, and also when you get like someone who's very negative uh, out there, you know, just negative on down on themselves, down on the game, down on whatever. Um, you know, there's there, one option. You know, with those players, we generally recommend you know to go ahead and play with them, uh, and basically, um, you know, try and find techniques to allow yourself to shut off their the the negativity coming your way. Shut it off in the sense of you know not letting it affect you. You know, perhaps that's some empathy, understanding that this other player has some demons that they're wrestling with or had a rough week or whatever it is um, and having some empathy for their situation and not letting it bother you. Another thing would be, you know, upping your focus. I mean, that's a good way to exercise your focus. You know, it's interesting about something like focus and we're going to talk about it in the riff, but, you know, it's one of those things that we don't, um, you know, we don't really like, um, uh, you know, we don't exercise it, right? We, we work on our third shot, we work on our serve, we work on movement and whatever, um, but we don't spend time working on our focus. And then we go out to the pickleball and assume that the focus is going to be magical it'd be like assuming that your third shot is going to be amazing if you've never worked on it um anyway so we'll talk about that a little bit more but but you know this is a really good way to work on your focus so instead of instead of uh listening to the negative noise coming your way by from the player really focus on whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish the ball the movement and things like that and uh and that'll basically drown out the negativity the next player though is a little more uh you know presents a little different challenge and that's the that's when you're when there's a player who's either level of negativity towards you, perhaps uh, just just, you know, basically not niceness uh, person uh, that's going to be out there. You know, if you get to a situation where you just can't deal with it, can't, you know, you just can't overlook it. Um, then the simplest answer there is to simply decline the invitation to play. Remember that every time you get invited to play, like, you know, when the paddles are held up, that's an invitation for four players to go out to court one or court seven or whatever and play a game. Just decline the invitation. Uh, indicate that you'll you'll skip this one uh, to put your paddle back in rotation. If you lose your spot, whatever, that's life. 
Uh, but our suggestion to you is that you know you you basically want to have control over your um, yourself and your ag agency in the game and decline those invitations. One last note as we talk about open play is just generally in terms of sportsmanship. I think it's important to note that we uh, we're responsible for our own sportsmanship, but I'd suggest you're also responsible for the sportsmanship of others, not in the sense of making them good sportsmen or sports people, uh, but in protecting yourselves from you know less than stellar uh, sports sportsmanship that that may be expressed. Um, and so you know avoid the temptation of targeting the weaker player, uh, but still try and get that player involved in the game if you can. Uh, try to continue to, to mix your mix your games up, right, in the sense of who you play with. Sometimes you'll play, hopefully, with better players if they're listening to the podcast as well. Um, but also play with players that may not be quite at your level. Uh, remember that, you know, I'm going to guess that when you started playing, there were players who were better than you, uh, and those players helped you. It's the same thing now. It's kind of paying it forward. And then, um, you know, remember that pickleball requires you to have a partner and two opponents, right, if you're going to play it. So, you know, when in situations where... You know, you've suffered a loss and things like that. Uh, show show respect to yourself, but also to your opponents by remembering that a loss for you means a win to them. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, what we want to stress is whatever you're doing out there, maintain your agency uh, as a as a human being and as a pickleball player. Um, you know, maintain the boundaries that are necessary for you to enjoy your time out there. Uh, and you have a right to maintain a positive and healthy relationship with pickleball, and no person should be able to to take that away from you, deny 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 you it. And what we always say is, listen, if, if you get into a spat with somebody over some rules thing or something that we can help with, uh, you know, you can tell them. If you know, if you if you, if you don't want to feel like you're all alone out there, tell them that CJ or Tony. Um, then fill in the blank with whatever it is that you're arguing there, and then feel free to give the uh, your your the other player our email, which is cj at wearepickleball.com or tony at wearepickleball.com, and tell them that we're always happy to listen to uh, differing you know differing points of view in terms of whatever the uh, issue was. And remember, whenever you're out there, we always have your back. So anyway, that's uh, th those are some thoughts about open play and uh, what uh, what you can do to get the most out of it and to. Uh, hopefully maximize your enjoyment out there, your relationship with the game. In the Rift today, we're going to talk about how to avoid letting that lead slip away. Stay tuned. You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball. But how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball. Available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. All right, let me know if this ever happened to you. You're up 9-2 in a rec game. Next thing you know, you're up at the net. You're tapping paddles with your opponents. You have a quizzical look on your face, and the score is 9-U, 11-them, or 10-U, 12-them. What happened? How did we go from 9-2 to tapping paddles at a loss? And, you know, is there something that we can do to uh, to prevent that in the future, to, to maybe avoid that from happening again in the future? So let's let's talk about it first. Let's give some perspective first. We think it's really important not to jump in right into like you know is there a solution to to you know avoiding that sort of a, a slip you know that lead slipping away, but you know, some perspective right, which is that when you're up nine two and the match ends up or the game ends up in favor of your opponents, remember that the loss that you suffered was a an amazing uh, victory, an amazing comeback by your opponent. So. Let's you know. Let's make sure we keep that in mind when we're out there. And if, if that happens, if basically 
uh, you know, you, you were up 9-2 and then the uh, your opponents came back and just fought hard with status and perseverance. I think sometimes you just tip your hat to them and move on, right? So let's talk about, but let's talk about, uh, let's talk about times when the big lead slips away, not because of something that our opponents did, uh, you know, some, some great play by them, but just something that we did in our play or maybe our focus that caused us to, uh, to let that lead slip away. The most useful suggestion that we can give you about keeping your focus and staying in the game so that you can close that out is to, is to really focus, really pay attention to the process. Uh, what that means is you're going to basically, instead of thinking, you're not going to be thinking big picture, like about the scores 9-2 or, you know, whatever else is going on out there. What you're going to be focused on is you're going to be focused on the next ball coming across the net. Basically, you know, what what what's the ball coming across the net? And importantly, and this is part of the process, what is it that I would normally do here um, in this situation? So instead of trying maybe like a fancy shot or a, uh, you know, something that doesn't make a lot of sense, I'm going to basically continue to do the same things that I've been doing before because I'm following my process. I'm, I'm paying attention to my process. And one way you can do that, a real micro way to do that is you can use this concept that we learned from uh, Tim Galway in The Inner Game of Tennis, uh, his book, The Inner Game of Tennis, which is, it's called hit bounce. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to tell yourself in your mind the words hit and bounce whenever the ball's hit and whenever the ball bounces. That really brings your attention, your mind's attention to the ball and exactly what's happening with it. And it'll keep you there and avoid uh, potential for distraction. So, you know, if, if, if remember, as I mentioned earlier, focus is something that you need to work on. If you're going to, you know, if you want to improve your focus, just like if you want to improve your third shot, you need to spend some time working on focus. And when you're out there playing, uh, you know, as you play rec games and things like that, spend some time between games, bringing back to your focus, come back to your focus, use bounce hit as a technique. And uh, hopefully it'll help you close out those games uh, when your opponents have not, uh, you know, have, are not, are not, uh, haven't really earned the victory uh, away from you. So anyway, though, that's the podcast for this week. I hopefully those tips on open play and keeping the focus will help you out when you're out there. Uh, if there's any topics that you want us to cover in the podcast, just like this week, we had this. This was a um, uh, some input from a, a podcast, a, a listener and friend of the show. Uh, so if you have anything you want us to uh, cover, send us an email, Tony at wearepickable.com, and we're happy to uh, put that in the queue for consideration and for discussion in the podcast. Hope you all um, have a nice week, and remember to rate and review our show. And if you enjoyed the show, share with your friends. If you liked it, they probably will too. See you next time.